Hopefully, if you get locked up, she'll bail you out. I hope that music ain't too loud. Your boy's still learning, managing sound levels. What's up, you guys? Thank you for tuning in to another podcast. Today, we are discussing motorcycle insurance. Living in Chicago, we have the luxury of riding with a lot of age groups. And I notice a lot of young cats, uh, primarily on Groms, really talking down on insurance. Let me tell you guys from my experience. Get insurance. Stop fucking around. You really only need a clean VIN number in order to get an insurance policy. Tell them you get your bike transported via trailers. Tell them you be transported in your truck, that you need it covered. They cannot not give you insurance. So coming from me, I've gotten into both two accidents already, not including all the little loops and shit with, that come with the stunt life and whatnot, but my life would be a lot different right now. Let's just say that. Because I didn't, I'm currently fighting one case. Like, I wish I wish everything was on camera so you guys can see firsthand, be first witness, just get insurance. So the first time, uh, the first time I got into an accident, I was driving my Harley. Uh, I was going to Gurney, Illinois to do an assembly job to an as assemble some type of fitness equipment for some lady. And whole time, the job was only going to take like max 30 minutes. But obviously, for those that don't know, Gurney, Gurney's where Six Flags is. And that's about maybe like an hour, hour and a half. Hop on my Harley. And I only had one helmet at the time. I had my dirt bike helmet. So some of you guys remember it. Some, some of you don't. Obviously, it's a dirt bike helmet. It's got a visor. I'm flying doing 70, 80, 90 on this Harley, and my head is just flapping back with the wind. So I ended up taking it off, and the sissy bar I had came with the bike rack. So the bike rack, I didn't have anything on it, so I put the helmet on the bike rack, and I strapped it down. And I'm gunning down Lakeshore. I get to the curve, Lakeshore, to I-55. So then I'm going towards Wisconsin, so I'm getting on that lane. And I'm merging onto Wisconsin. And then right on top of where Elzinga is, on the E-Way, there's two lanes that come together, but they don't merge. So this guy, he's an old man. He was here with his wife and his friend visiting from Minnesota. They're in a rental car. They're driving, and I guess they thought both lanes merge. Me riding, I'm just always very vigilant. I'm always watching, observing everywhere, like everything. So as I'm turn, as I'm going through this turn, I see this white car coming. Like I see him, so I'm like, okay, it's a two lane. He's got to be an idiot to merge, try to merge into my lane. We're driving, and this dude like merges, and then because I just noticed the window was down, the passenger window was down. As soon as he like, I just seen him coming flying like straight at me. So I like reached in the window, and I was like holding on to this like handlebar or the the handle for the passenger side door and like as soon as she seen me she yelled and the dude stopped so i'm holding on to the bike and the car at the same time so when the dude when she yelled <laughs> i want to say i yelled too but i was just like stop the car so like it was either me hold hold on to the bike or hold on to the car and mind you half of my arm is in the fucking car all the way up to here. So 
when he slams on the brakes, the window thing hits the window pillar hits my arm, and I ended up just holding on to the bike. I don't know what caused me to do that. It was like a split decision. It was like hold on to the car and put all your body into it and not let go so you don't hit the ground or hold on to the bike. And my instinct just went with the bike. I held on to it and I was like slapping here and there, but it didn't fall. So I was happy that I did not fall because I was that would have been a nasty accident right on the Kennedy Expressway right before getting to not even right before getting to Roosevelt. It was right on top of Ozinga because I remember as soon as the car hit me and I let go and I held onto my bike all like it was the Ozinga sign. And growing up in Chicago, every time we drive past over there, I'm afraid of heights. So I'm thinking of that like, holy fuck. Like, I just see Ozinga like, god damn, going down. Luckily, he stopped, made a police report. After that, I got hit and we're waiting on the on the sheriff to come. And the sheriff was taking forever. And mind you, I still had the job to go to. And I ended up leaving. So I ended up going to Gurney, doing this job. It took me like 20 minutes, finished and came right back home. So after, you know what to do. I was dumb i didn't have insurance i didn't have no my harley's not registered i didn't have no i don't have no m license so i was just like oh well you know i'll, I'll take chuck it as a loss that you know there was some minor damages on my bike but obviously i'm still alive so and i didn't fall i didn't suffer no major accident so i was like fuck it, i'll just take it as a loss i mean like three four months passed by so i i met this chick and this chick was like works for an insurance company and she's like yo this is what you got to do so here i am trying to represent myself the insurance they had was metlife insurance so here i am trying to call metlife like yo one of your guys one of your pals one of your buddies hit my car i mean hit my harley while i was on it and they started asking me all these questions like if i went to the hospital this that and third and obviously i didn't so they asked me like do I have insurance, this and that, ooh, obviously, you know, I didn't. I told them honestly, like, no, no, I don't have insurance, ooh, this and that. Like, I don't need it. Well, I acted like I knew what I was talking about. So, long story short, they were like, look, we'll give you 300 bucks, and we'll give you 50% of the damages on the bike. So, they were arguing with me that I didn't have insurance. If I didn't know what I know now, I'd have definitely argued a little more. But me being the young, naive dude, not knowing anything, I said, okay. So, I go to Harley. And I, I mind you, I go to like the most expensive Harley. And mind you, they're all expensive. But I was like, let me go to the one across the street from Wrigley Field. So I go to Wrigley Field. I'm like, look, I, t I tell the guy, the service manager, I'm like, look, I'm trying to. I didn't tell them anything about no insurance. I didn't tell them anything about having insurance and being a claim, anything like that. I just went. I was like, hey, man, I, just, I have this Harley in my garage. It's not running. Um. I want to I want to get it in tip top shape. I told him I needed a clutch, uh, tune up, oil change, a little shit like that. So I was like, "Look, I want I want it to be in tip top shape. I need you to write me an estimate, uh, to do all all those repairs. Let me know how much it's gonna be and everything like that." He was like, "Yo, we charge one fifty, uh, to do this estimate." So I was like, "Shit!" I was like, "Okay, I got a twenty seven hundred dollar check in the mail." Mind you, I only paid. Shout out to my homie Tom. My homie Tom's always looking out for me. He's the one who made me buy the Harley. I was at my parents' house taking a shit. And he's like, yo, my homie's selling this Harley. You should cop it. If you don't cop it, me and my homie Pat are going to cop it. We're going to flip it and make some money and keep it moving. 
So here I am taking a shit like, all right, man, having the money, just not ever thinking I was ever going to own a Harley was just insane to me. So me thinking of like taking it to flip it, I'm like, all right, cool. It's right here. I was in Lansing. The bike was in St. John, Indiana, maybe like 25 minutes away driving, maybe even less. Who knows? But so I'm sitting there. I'm like, fuck it. I text dude. I'm like, yo. I'm about to, uh, oh, you know, I'm going to get the bike. Um, we take this much. So we ended up settling at 2,700 bucks. I remember selling him $700. I'm like, yo, I'm coming. I'm on my way. I'm going to Uber there. Uh, I have the cash on me. I'm going to sell you $700 to so you, so you know, I'm serious and I'm coming straight with cash. So I remember the Uber came, I'm riding in the Uber. I'm wearing some all red vapor maxes. I had just got. Adidas tear-off pants and, like, some long sleeve black shirt and a hat and a book bag. And I'm going. I get dropped off at this guy's house. And I remember walking up the driveway to his garage. And he, mind you, he's already, like, filling out paperwork. And he's looking at me. He's, like, sizing me up, like, oh, you sure you're, gonna, you sure you're here for the Harley? And I'm like, yeah, why? He's like, you don't look like you ride a Harley. I'm like, man, I never rode a Harley before. But we're going we're gonna, to uh, we're gonna ride one today. So... While he's finishing the paperwork, I'm like, look, man, let me, you know, I was like, I'm going to take it. I was like, I'm going to take it regardless of riding it or not. I was like, I didn't tell him that. But obviously, in, in my mind, I knew that. So I was like, well, you finished the paperwork. You know, let me take it for a spin real quick. So I get on the bike, and I'm like, how the fuck you put the key in? I had no idea where the keyhole was. So he comes over. He shows me where the keyhole is. He mind you, he's probably like, what the fuck? He's probably like, this motherfucker. I have no idea what he's doing. So anyways, I get on the bike. He shows me where the keyhole is. Turn it on. And it was honestly love at first sight. Love at first turn. Because, you know, them big old hogs, you got to maneuver them and counterweight them. And you got to throw them sideways. But I remember the first turn, he lived in like a enclosed subdivision. And the first turn, the first counter steer was like release and hold. You felt that shit. Like, it was just love at first sight. I felt the weight of the bike. And everything. I was like, man, I can't wait to have somebody on the back with me. You smell me? It was definitely love at first sight. Came back around. Gave me the title. And uh, I peeled off. I remember before I left the subdivision, I pulled over to take pictures and shit. And he pulled up right behind me. He was like, what's going on? I was like, oh, man, I just had to take some pictures for the gram. You know what I'm saying? I just got a hog. I didn't have the bill of sale. So he gave me the bill of sale. And he had a bunch of other parts. I was like, yo, I'll come back for the parts. So I have this Harley. 883-09, fresh. Honestly, forgot how many miles I had, but I definitely put some miles on it since 2020. So I remember it still had the, the front visor on it, the big old glass thing, and, like, it was used, so it was, like, fucking... It looked like McDonald's plexiglass all scratched up, ran through, fogged up, but it definitely came in handy. And right after I got it, I remember I went straight downtown. I ain't even tell you all about the second ex. Me and this chick ended up popping out on my Harley. We ended up going downtown, met up with my homie. And I'm driving back to my storage unit to get my Grom and drop her off to get her car. We're driving down 106. We're passing an intersection. I get into the right lane to go straight. Everyone's in the left turning lane and I'm going around to keep going straight. And out of nowhere, this car was in the left lane, makes a right to make a right turn ends up hitting me 
ends up hitting me. The chick I'm with flies off in the tangent, and then I don't remember shit. Dates the the chick I was with was like you were passed out, you were knocked out with the bike on top of you for like three minutes until someone pulled over and got the bike off of you, and then you woke up. I don't remember hitting the truck. I don't remember the truck hitting me. I remember none of that shit. I just remember going down 106 and knowing that I had to go straight. So obviously the lady told the cops that it was my fault uh, that I s- s- tried to squeeze my bike in between the curb and the, and the squeeze my bike in between the curb and the truck, which wasn't true. Like I never, I didn't even have to go right anyway. So why would I go right? Why would I get in the right lane? So it is what it is. With insurance, this shit would have been over with. But since I didn't have insurance, like an idiot, I'm still fighting this shit. I had to go back to the police station, amend the police report, put my statement on it because the lady said everything was my fault. Now my record says it was her fault. And it's just a hassle. It's just some bullshit. So I recommend getting insurance because if you don't and you survive that accident, you're going to be playing the insurance part the lawyer part and still got to do your shit. So listen to me, learn from my mistakes, go and get that fucking $50 insurance policy, pay that shit and be Gucci. You don't got to worry about shit. You're covered. Oh yeah. Where your fucking helmet? But nothing but memories on these bikes, man. Nothing but memories with the people you ride with. Blessed to be from Chicago. Blessed to have a variety of motherfuckers to ride with. Everyone from different backgrounds. And it's just overall a fucking fun-loving experience. And I hope everyone gets to experience it. I hope you got the money, buy you a bike. I remember I was the first, I was the person saying, oh, I'm going to kill myself on a bike. Ooh, like, I didn't have the money for it. That's all it was. But 2020... February 2020 is when I got my first dirt bike. When I first started stunting. So it's about to be 2023 and I could kind of do a decent little ground wheelie. So it is what it is, man. But get insurance. You need it. You're going to want it. I don't want to hear any excuse. Like you're not going to argue with me if you need insurance or not. Get it. Oh, my girl works in insurance. She could hook me up. Ooh, your girl's not going to go pull you off the street if you get into an accident or somebody hits you. She's not going to go to court for with you. She's not going to go to court for you and fight for you if you get into an accident. Luckily, hopefully, if you get locked up, she'll bail you out. If not, you're fucked. That's all, man. I just want you guys to be safe out there. It's a crazy motherfucking world. For those of you, matter of fact, Chicago is meant for bikes because we don't even have potholes no more. We have dirt bike jumps. Oh,